Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. Are you ready for the word this morning? I am too. I'm excited to see what God will do. Just a couple of other announcements. I want to encourage you. Remember Andrea? Andrea? Uh, We sent her to do the mission and to the work of God. She is coming back October the 14th. She'll be back here. Yeah, come on, y'all. Again, that's exactly what we're talking about. We get to, and I'm using those words, we get to send people to to fulfill the calling of God on their lives. October the 14th, she touches down here in Tallahassee at 5 p.m. This is what we're asking. If you're available and you're free, come to the airport with us. Come to the, so we can welcome her home in good fashion, and, and I'm sure she'll be excited to see you and hug your neck. You know, she'll probably have to jump up and do that, but um, we're excited to see her. So 5 p.m., she will be here October the 14th. For those of you that are available, let's go and show her some love as she comes back, okay? Um, last announcement. Pastor Steve, he is on vacation. Come on. He is on vacation. So I'm just going to kind of um, kind of break down what that means a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so Pastor Steve, Miss Yvonne, they're here. They put their heart, blood, sweat, tears into um, what you see here today. So this vacation for them means let them have a vacation. Come on, somebody. Let, I, I feel like they deserve it. I know you feel the same way. And where they are, they probably have no service anyway. Okay, they're going pheasant hunting. They're enjoying their time away. And I'm just honored to be able to be here to serve Pastor Steve in that way, to give him that break, and he and Miss Yvonne deserve. So what's an emergency? If, if We're here at the church. We're here Monday through, through Thursday. Okay? Amen. Online, we're here Monday through Thursday. Most of you have my number. Most of you don't. (laughs) I will be at the church here in whatever capacity um, that we need to serve you in. We have what it takes to make sure that the body is continuing to move forward. Pastor Steve has done a a phenomenal job here, Miss Yvonne, structuring this space um, so it can continue when you're out. The sign of a great leader is that when you're gone, things still move forward. Can you clap your hands for your leaders? On this well-deserved vacation, a.k.a. leave them alone. (laughs) We're going to talk about spiritual warfare. Are you excited about that? You know, um, when I found out Pastor Steve was going to be gone, and I began to pray, I began to pray for you. I began to pray for us as a family. And I was asking God, God, what is it that we should be talking about? Pastor Steve, he's talking about the end times and, you know, our stance in this world and this culture. I'm like, God, what would be my part to play in this conversation? And I just began, I feel like the Lord began to tug on my heart and it just kind of let me know that the people of God are really having a hard time. It's not that you want to leave him. It's not any of that. It is every time I take a step forward. Something's always pulling me back. Every time I make an attempt in one area, the enemy is making an attempt in another. Every time I get in my heart and enough courage to move out on the idea, to move out on the business, to just consider dating. Come on, somebody to consider moving in this direction. Something always happens. But can I tell you, it's not an indication that you're doing something wrong. Spiritual warfare oftentimes comes in the form when you're in territory and you don't know nothing about it. I believe us as a church, because what happens normally, if, if you experience it from the platform, any a pastor or myself, and people are experiencing it from here, guess what? It's probably going to come to you as well. I'm telling you this, that we as a church, we as a church online, an online community, we're moving in territory that we've never been to. We're moving in spaces that we've never been to, and it has been subdued and held by the enemy. But can I tell you, we're coming to take space back. We're coming to take land back. We're coming to take things back that rightfully belongs to us. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for this word this morning. 
I pray that you begin to be able to separate bone and spirit and flesh. You begin to take this word and begin to cut our hearts. And Father, I declare right now by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would give divine breakthrough to every person in this room. Whether it be in their marriage, whether it be in their loss, whether it be in their bodies, whether it be in their finances, whether it be in their mental capacity, whatever the case may be, Father, I declare that you show him and show us where the landmines are, where the traps are, and we'll be able to see it and begin to go moving forward in Jesus' name. We declare that this world will not return to you void, and it'll accomplish everything that it's set out to accomplish. In your name we pray. Let everyone shout. Amen. Spiritual warfare. Mm. Have anybody ever had anything to do with that? You've been, ever been in warfare before? Things have ever been hard before? Things ever been tight? Ever you just ever tried to attempt something? Everything you try, it's just, man, it's not working. My marriage is on the rocks. Come on, somebody. My job is on the fr- it's on the fray. My relationships are challenged. My finances are challenged. My mental, the spirit of depression just keeps trying to knock at my, my door. Every different thing that you try is something keeps knocking. You know, my grandma used to, they used to have a song, you keep a knocking, but you can't come in. That's the old saints. Not the new saints. We open the door. You know, you, you just come on in. Spiritual warfare, I just want you to read along. If you have a bulletin, if you don't have a bulletin, make sure you have one because my notes are inside of the bulletin. You'll be able to follow along. But it is so important that we understand that we are not warring against an old man. Not our old man. Who is the whole old man? It is he who we were before Christ. But we are warring against principalities. Somebody say principalities. We're warring against principalities. The war is finally won when you recognize, and remember the word finally. Everybody say finally. The war is finally won when you recognize that these thoughts are not your own and you can resist them. Here it is. The win is once you understand that it's not the problem you're fighting, but it's the enemy in it. Let me say that again. The win for us in spiritual warfare is not to realize, to recognize that it's not the problem. The enemy is not the problem. The person is not the problem. The, pe- the attitudes aren't the problem, but it is the enemy that's inside of them. You want to fight the people. I get it. Me too. You know, everybody at, their, everybody at your job got one person that they real close to getting. They don't know that you're close, <laughs> but they don't know how close. They just one word away. You go to you driving down. I just want them to say something today. Let today be the day. Today is the day. I feel like Medea. Today, the day. Today is the day. But it's not them. And I know it's hard for you to separate. They got to be the devil. They got to be the devil lynchman, hitman or something. But I I want you to write this down. The enemy is a hitchhiker. He's a hitchhiker. He's going to use anything he can get to to get to you. I know you think your spouse has got to be possessed with the... They're not, they're not the devil. He's hitchhiking. He just want to use anything. He want to use the, the financial piece. He want to use your, your co-workers. He want to use your friends. He want to use your families. He's just trying to hitchhike on anything he can possibly catch a ride on to get to you. And it's not even really about you. You remember the story he talked about when Jesus came and he cast the, de- the devil out of the, the possessed people and, and, the de- and he put it in the pigs? You remember the story? And then he, the pig said this, please, 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 whatever you do, don't send us out of the region. Whatever you do, don't send us out of the city. It's bigger than you. He's trying to get to you to get after your kids, your kids' kids, your grandchildren, the kids that you never, your grandchildren you may never meet. He's trying to get through your bloodline and he's trying to get to your family. But you have to understand that the curse was running in your family until it ran into you. (laughs) The curse, it had a good run until it ran into you. I want you to understand that spiritual warfare, we're fighting the wrong battle, people. We're fighting the wrong battle. You're typing up that email. I need to type this email so they can know exactly how much, how passive aggressive I can be. 
You heard the song? So when I fight, I fight on my knees. The battle belongs to who? The Lord. Stop trying to fight battles that he alone can only get the glory for. You see what he did to Gideon? He said, Gideon, you got 25,000. 35,000. You got 15. That's too many. You got too many people. And I know we're probably thinking, how can too many people ever be bad? In the war, he was like, and you understand the kingdom. He said, you have too many people that could potentially take the credit for what I'm getting ready to do in your life. You want, you talking about spiritual warfare? Can you imagine his mindset? Wait a minute, I don't have enough people. I can't, but guess what? There has to be a point in your life, or if it's not a point in your life, the Lord will make it a point in your life that you can depend on, depend on nothing else around you but him. You went to this person, this person you used to be able to go to to help you out, they can't help you out. They in trouble themselves. This situation, you can be able to go and call this person to help you pray. They sick, they can't help you out. God is drying out everything else around you so you can intentionally say, Lord, I'm coming unto you. I, the humbly, the humbly, I know how. I'm coming to you. Spiritual warfare. It's not the people. It's the devil in the people. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. You all know it well. We all know this well. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through, to, through 12. Finally, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the, his mighty power. He says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. I'm going to pause right there. Finally. He said, it's about time. It's about time you caught the revelation that you're, you're not fighting flesh. You know, I, I mean, I've been doing it all my life, so, uh, well, I won't use my daughter. I'll use myself. My mother used to tell me, she'll say, I need you to clean your room. Okay. I need you to clean your room. Sure, no problem. I'll clean up after school. I don't want you to go outside. You can't do anything until you clean your room. Absolutely. Absolutely. There came a point to where, she, you know, she had to threaten me a bit before it became illegal to. <laughs> before it became illegal, to, you know, I, you know, I, I'm with, you know, this is a rabbit trail. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't get timeouts. I wish I did. I wish at the point I knew how to. Flag on the play, red, yellow flag, whatever they do in soccer, this is timeout. I got what you call whoopings. I don't know if you can identify with that. It's, it was a whooping. You know, some you know you can use a fancy word. I give them spankings. No, no. I mean out the shower. Come on, somebody. I don't know if I have any people that work for the state. Can you go back in my file and maybe, you know. But anyway, he said, she's, I finally cleaned my room. She's like, finally, you got it. Finally, you got tired of getting whoopings. Finally, you got tired of doing it your own way. Finally, you realized that there was somebody actually designed to fight a battle for you. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor that you can stand, right? That you can stand and take your stand against the devil's schemes. That's what he's telling you. You got to be able to stand because guess what? He's scheming. You know, he's an he's a, he's a architect. And what he's doing, he's drawing up a blueprint for you. Every morning you wake up, every day you have breath in your body, he has a blueprint to make you fall. He has a relationship. She cute. He's handsome. But he has some hidden secrets. You don't know about this. And he's scheming to get you to fall for something that you want. He never makes us fall over something we don't want. He, the Bible says we'll be drawn away by our own way. Can I help somebody in the church? We're not just talking about sex. You'll be drawn away by your own lust. That's not everybody's vice. You'll be drawn away by your own success. Come on. You'll be drawn away by overtime. I got to get it. I got to work more. If we're doing more work, the more money, I, I need to work, I need to work. And you find yourself keep working, but you still don't have enough money to, 
You're just drawn. Your lust is leading you out. And the enemy, he's scheming and he's doing the wiles of the enemy so he can trick you and get you off track. He says, you have to stand. You got to put on the whole armor. What is the whole armor? The head, the breastplate, the feet, the, bre- the breastplate, the feet, everything, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. You have to begin to put all these things on. Here's the thing. Spiritual conflict. This is in your notes. Spiritual conflict must often occur when we advance into new territory that is inhabited by evil spirits. Much like Joshua's promises and his his promised land experience or Nehemiah's rebuilding of the wall. The enemy defends his territory when we are pushing forward. Everybody say pushing forward into the new land. Most Christians are completely unaware that these are real spirit wars. So they watch this. This is what we do. I'm going to say we because I'm included in this. This is what we do so that we retreat at the first sign of conflict, failing to recognize, recognize that the true source of the battle. The moment something happened, we like this, this God don't want me to have this. You know how most Christians are when something challenges comes our way and something hard comes our way. This must be God telling me not to do this. This must be God telling me not to serve. Every time I come to church to serve, something happens to my car. Every time I want to be a part of something, something happens at home. Instead of us saying, you know what, I'm going to go anyway. You know what? I'm going to keep pushing. You know what? I'm going to keep every time. Every time you hit my home, I'm going to hit you harder. Every time you come after my car, my child, I'm going to come after you. Every time you mess with my car, I'll get on the bus. I'll call an Uber. Whatever I got to do to give you the blackout you deserve, I'm going to continue to keep pushing. But what do we do? We penalize God and say, you know what? It must not be God. Maybe I shouldn't go. You know, one of the greatest tactics of the enemy is to get you not to move forward. How many of you have attempted or even thought about doing something and you just let it go? I guarantee there are several people in this room that you should have written a book already. There are several people in this room you attempted to start some level of business and because it failed the first time, you just walked away. I'm assuming there are some people in this room who walked through a level of divorce. And you say, you know what? I'm never doing it again. Not because God told you not to, but you just have a fear of it not working again. <laughs> Come on, somebody. God is saying, you need to push forward. Us as a church, we're taking ground that we've never taken before. We've taken, we're going after certain places in this city. Not just certain, we're going after entire cities. We're going after nations. We're going after people groups. We're, listen, the hardest thing to do is to bring a church of people who are different colors, different backgrounds, different ethnicities under one building. How do you understand? That is a challenge within itself. And if we're going through spiritual warfare up here, guess what you're about to get through? That's why it's easy to stay at home. I'm going to watch online. No shade. (laughs) There's no shade to you online. Thank you for joining. We couldn't do what we do without you. But it's easy to stay at home. Why? Because you're relaxed. And one of the greatest schemes of the enemy, he needs to get you relaxed. If he can get you comfortable, he'll leave you alone. Because you'll self-sabotage everything yourself. And we automatically begin to think, oh my goodness, if I get into this relationship, maybe it won't work. And you'll do things in a relationship to mess it up. You'll start ruining it just because you don't want to be disappointed again. Half, no, 99% of the spiritual battle is where? Let this mind be in you who is also in Christ Jesus, pulling down every high thing, every imagination against the, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We have to pull it down. Do me a favor. Take your two hands like this. Go over your head and just begin to pull it down. You're pulling down those thoughts. You're pulling down those negative imaginations. You're pulling down those negative words. You're pulling down all the things the enemy has spoken to you. Come on, I can't be by myself. The enemy is after your thoughts. He's after your mind. And if he can get your thoughts, he can get your mind. He'll get your actions. He'll get your heart. And you'll begin to do things that you're thinking, even though you should not be thinking those. Pulling down. Stronghold. Practical warfare. The truth, here's the truth. Watch this. 
The truth is that evil spirits have no power over you. I'm sorry to bust your bubble. Oh, the devil. Oh, that devil. He did it again. Oh, that devil. Every time I turn around. Maybe you should stop turning around. <laughs> Maybe you should just walk. Come on. Every time I turn and he, my child, he got to be in my child. That's that little, he and they got to be devil's kids. Oh, oh, do you understand how much praise we give him? We honor him so much. Every time he does something, we might as well just, you did it again. Great job. Stellar job. We talk to God less in warfare. We talk to God in, less in the hardest times of our life because every time we talk to somebody, what's happening in our lives, we just, oh, it's just so bad. Oh, God. I just can't seem to get ahead. Ooh, I just, my tithes, I want to pay them. But I ain't making enough money. God knows my heart. I'm almost finished. Evil spirits have no power over you. Even though it feels like they do, rather you have power over them. Secondly, these battles come in waves. Have you ever been out of a battle and just been like, whew, it can't be no more. Not this year. I can't. Not, not this year. Not this. It's a few kind of people. Either you're just coming out of the fire. You're about to go in the fire. <laughs> you're either coming in or you're going out. They come in waves and they will not last forever. But when your focus is on the wrong God, anything you focus on is the biggest thing in your life. That's why it seems like you've been going through the same thing for a long time because all your focus is on what the enemy is doing and not the finished work that God has already done. He that hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ's return. If he's spoken in your life, he's faithful to complete it. If he told you that one day you're going to have a house, it doesn't matter how many foreclosures, it doesn't matter how many job losses, it doesn't matter if you're on your last dime, the promises of God are yes and amen. Just because something is happening to you doesn't mean he's not working for you. Let me say that again. Just because something's happening to you, it doesn't mean... That he's not working for you. How do we know this? All things are working together for the good of them who love the Lord and who are the called according to his purpose. Have you ever made a cake before? Anybody in here ever made a cake? It's okay. I asked if it was a good cake. Have you ever ate, eaten a cake? Raise your hand. Have you ever eaten cake at all? I'm a birthday cake fan. It doesn't matter who it is. I love birthday cake. So... But for those who've made cakes before, have you ever tasted vanilla extract? Is that right? Isn't that the most yummiest thing ever? It's disgusting. There are a lot of disgusting things that go into making phenomenal things. All the ingredients to make a cake aren't good, but the product is phenomenal. All things are working together for the good ah, divorce. Ah, that's not good. Foreclosure, repossession, sickness, been in the hospital, lost my job, fire, I'll retire, but I'm still my pension. Everything is happening to me, but God is still working for my good. And he's putting all those things together. Why? So he alone can get the glory for the finished product. You're talking about warfare. You can play a little bit, Pastor. You, you can play a little bit because it always makes people sound more anointed when you have people play behind them. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. It's beautiful. He has no power. He, he, 
the enemy has no power. The problem is we just don't know how to fight. I got beat up one time in my life. I still get mad every time I think about it. Because he caught me off guard. I'm talking to somebody. You got hit upside your head. The devil tearing you up because he's catching you off guard. You're not looking. You know, I'm in this, uh, Rob, he's out there, Rob Webberham. He's a phenomenal instructor. So I've been going to him so I can get real fine for my wedding. For, you know, so I can fit my clothes real good. And he's helping me. Um, and he, he knows, I know how to fight. Like, if we had a fight, I can win. Because I know how to fight. But he's teaching me how my stand should be. I need you to follow me. I remember the first time I came in there, he was like, show me your stance. I was like. <laughs> you know, when you're ready to fight, you don't even think about the how. You just know I'm about to get him for you. He's like, show me your stance. I'm like. <laughs> and Rob is so graceful. He's like, okay. So he was like, show me, show me your stance. So I'm like, bet, bet. <laughs> so he, he squared up with me. And I'm watching him. I'm like, man, he looks so relaxed. But I ain't really, I was like, whatever. So he did, he kicked, he kicked me or something. And I'm, <laughs> because when we fight, we're only fighting one way. But the enemy knows your weakness. So he knew that my stance was a little shaky, so he hit me where he saw the weakness. I'm talking to somebody. You know how to fight, but you, your, your enemy, he sees your weakness. So I went home and I just started. He's like, you got to loosen up. So I went home. I'm in the mirror, you know. And I'm like, no, it's too tight. No, I got to. I gotta get my foot. And I got these, I had these lines on my floor, so I knew how to space. Because just so just because you do something one day doesn't mean it's gonna lock in the next day. It's when you hear the word of God and you think it's just gonna work and you don't have to do nothing. You have to do it, you have to hear it, you have to do it, you have to practice it until it becomes a part of your life. And I said to myself, I'll never lose another fight. Again, I may not be doing it right, but it feels better. I'm loose. I'm practicing. I'm getting my moves down. Why? Because I'm going to be ready the next time the enemy comes. He made the Bible says the enemy is going to come one way, but when I hit him with boom, boom, he's going to flee in seven. Listen, no more I, but the Christ that lives within me and the life that I live by the flesh, I now live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. It is the word of God that defeats the enemy every time. But if you don't know it, mm, he'll get you every time. Every time. What is your stance? You most, you're most likely experiencing this battle because you're doing something right. You're being faithful. You're coming to church. You're giving in your tithe. You're serving. You're doing your offering. You're part of a, a leadership team. You're getting plugged in. And the enemy is not happy. Number one. Watch this. Don't be afraid, but instead remember the Lord. In time of war, in time of battle, don't be afraid. Remember the Lord. Nehemiah 4.14. When I saw their fear, I rose and spoke to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people. Do not be afraid of them, Nehemiah said. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fights for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Can I tell you something? You are not in this battle by yourself. There is a king, there is the Lord of lords, and he is fighting on your behalf. Number two, remember the testimonies of your life. Remember the war that you thought was going to kill you last time? 
You remember the sickness that you thought, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this. You remember the challenge in your life that you didn't think you was going to come, you thought it was going to succumb to, and it was going to knock you down, but you are here to talk about it? Remember the testimonies. They are weapons of warfare. Your testimonies are weapons of warfare. Fill yourself with faith by holding on to testimonies from other people, and we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Revelation 19.10 says the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy, meaning if God's done it before, if he did it before, he can do it again. I, that's all I got. I need you to remember that he's not a one-hit wonder. He's not a one-win wonder. If he won before, he's going to win again and again and again and again. The reason that he doesn't win is because you don't give him the battle to fight. Number three, remember the work that you're doing for God is noble. Huh? Nehemiah 6 and 3 says, so I sent messages to them with this to reply. I am carrying on a great project and I cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave and come down to you? Listen, you have to remember that what you're doing for God is phenomenal and that the enemy is not happy. Here's the biggest thing. I need you to understand that the enemies of God are enemies of yours. There is a real enemy out there and he does not want to see you win. He wants to see you fold. He wants to see you be sad. He wants to see you succumb to the things of this world. But can I tell you something? Greater is he. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. <laughs> Number four, remember who you are. Who are you? Who, who are you? The enemy will try to convince you that you are defeated, but the truth is you are a victor. I don't know if you understand that. The enemy will try to convince you that you are a loser. He will try to convince you that you, even before the battle gets started, that you're about to lose. But I want to tell somebody, you are a victor. You have the victory. He'll try and convince you that you're the worst person in the world. Can I talk to my real people? How many, since you've been a Christian, how many people have sinned? Raise your hand. Oh, it's not a lot of hands. Go, let me try this again. Put your hand down. Shine out of our glory to God. Let me ask this question. Under heaven. You put up two hands. Since you've been a Christian, how many people have sinned? Raise your hand. Oh, there we go. He coming back for it. He come. Come on. Has the enemy ever tried to make you feel like that sin? After that sin, you just the worst person in the world. You know, I'll say this. and I'm going to close. It's early. When I first became a Christian, uh, I used to curse a lot. Well, you can judge me if you want to. I, that's okay. Because you know the little laughs, they're like, oh my God. Oh my God. I, I smoked. I drank. I did all, That went away right away. Completely. Everything. I was promiscuous, ran away, gone. Never even thought about it again, gone. But every now and again, boop, 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 boop. It's like Morse code. I don't know if I'm by myself. It's okay. I like to use my life as a testimony for somebody else. And they overcome by the blood of the lamb, by the word of the testimony. I used to. Okay. I know I'm talking to some used to people. But I'm talking to some still do people. I like to be real. You come to church. You're doing the best you can, but you still do. That, not, that's not your testimony yet, but he's working on your testimony. I'm not giving you a pass to keep doing it, but I'm telling you, you're still doing Grace empowers us to do what we cannot do on our own. But I'm talking to some people right now that when I became a Christian, it just it depends on where I was driving, what was happening. You might get one. It might just whoop. And I feel bad, but it was something that I have to work toward. 
You have to understand that when we, the type of church that we're becoming, we're going to get a few people. You might hear a few words out there. You might hear a few choice words out there. Maybe they're on the phone, minding their business. Maybe they have a conversation. Whatever the case may be, God is sending people who does not have the same language as we do. Oh, you don't want to clap on that. You know, that's okay. That, that's okay. Because I understand. See, see, because we're in territory, I'll tell you the territory that I'm going in. I'm going after lost people. And when you go after lost people, the enemy going to get mad. He's going to get upset. He's going to try to do things to throw you off your rocker. He's going to try to discourage you. He's going to try to frustrate you. But regardless of what he decides to do, I will never come down. I will never stop doing what God has called me to do. Because I know this place, it should be filled with lost people that are now found. So we can go get some more lost people. You have to discern the times and understand exactly what God is doing in this hour. God is perfecting people. He's making us better. If you want to be better, he knows where you are. He knows what you're doing. He saw what you did last night. Come on, you seen the movie. There's so many things, but at the end, of, he loves us so much. And again, this is what I'm saying. It's not a, a pass to continue to live in that same space, but it is an opportunity to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. He's trying to convince us that we're horrible. When I became a Christian, I, I just felt like, you know what? I keep doing that. I keep cursing. I might as well just keep going. I might as well just keep cursing because you feel so bad. Condemnation comes upon you. If nobody's around you uh, to, 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 to pour into you, to tell you that you're not what you did, you start having those words and you're just like, you know what, forget it. I might as well just keep saying this. And then if you keep saying this, that'll lead to that. But I'm telling you something. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy to make you wear what you did. Because if you begin to wear it, you will be heavy. The enemy will try to start luring you out of the church and thinking, you shouldn't be in there. You're a hypocrite. That's what the church is for. <laughs> Not the brick and mortar, but me and you. God created us so that we can have the gift of reconciliation. So when people make mistakes, we're not pointing our finger at you like this. We're pointing our finger at you like this. Come unto me. All them are heavy and of heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me. Can I tell you the truth? You're the apple of God's eye. Can I tell you the truth? He knew what you were going to do before you did it. He knew the sin that you were going to commit before you committed it. But let me, let me give you this secret. It was already all factored into the plan for your life. Your destination wasn't altered because you made the mistake. It was already factored into the timestamp that you will arrive where God called you to be. You're going to get where he called you to be. You're going to get to that place. And the enemy is not going to succeed. He's not going to win. You know why? Because no weapon formed against me, you, your mama, your daddy, your blood, your family, your money, your sister, your cousin, your health, your family, your situation. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Let me say it again. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I need somebody to take it personal and say, no weapon that formed against me is going to prosper. No weapon, no dart, no fiery dart, no challenge, no negative word, no nothing is going that's formed against me shall prosper because my stance, I'm good with it now. And if you hit me, I might buckle, but I'm not fall. If you knock me down, I won't be defeated. Why? Because I'm ready for the battle. I'm ready. I'm ready. See, it's a different fight when you're fighting somebody that's ready and know his opponent. I know you, devil. I know you. And you have no new tricks under the sun. Can you imagine? You know what's going to happen? You got to be ready. Because after this kind of message, you got to go out and look what you're going to do. Because he's going to be ready. But I'm going to be ready too. Are you? Here's, here's the question. When you go home and you go to work and you go to wherever your respective places are, think it not strange if the enemy decides to hitchhike on somebody to get to you. And let, let me say this. Make sure he's not hitchhiking on you to get to somebody Oh, you just want 
He can ride on you too. You never had a day that people's like, what is wrong with you? You got an attitude? What's the matter? And you, you mad because you don't really know what's wrong. I don't know. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Ain't nothing wrong with me. <laughs> and before I can remember something, I said that, and my daughter would say, Daddy, what's the matter? Shut up. Ain't nothing the matter with me. And she laughing. I'm like, stop laughing. What's the matter? And she leave. I'm like, man, what is wrong? What's wrong with me? And I start to laugh. And you have to know when the enemy is trying to use you to get to somebody else. Casting down all imagination. Here it is. Trust Jesus to keep you. He'll keep you in perfect peace. Who's what? Mind. Let this mind stay on Jesus. Hmm? Jude 24 says to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault, with great joy. Number six, release the peace within you through singing and proclaiming Jesus. God is fighting for pushing back the thorn, lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, the enemy is defeated. And we will shout it out, shout it out. God is fighting, pushing. He's lighting up the kingdom. That cannot be shaken in the name. Not in the name of John, not in the name of Sally, not in the name of Jim, not in the name of whatever your name is. You don't have enough power in your name. You need to start getting that name of Jesus acquainted with your mouth and begin to declare at your house when you're going through your darkest time, Jesus. When you're going through your hardest time, Jesus. Sometimes you can't pray. Sometimes you don't have a prayer language. The only name you can call is Jesus. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've been on my back before. I've been on some of the hardest times in my life. And the only name that I knew to call was Jesus. And at the mention of that name, demons begin to tremble. And the whole earth begins to respond to the name of Jesus. There is no other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. That is the only name. At the mention just the mention of that name demons begin to get awkward demons begin to tremble they begin to act up they begin to get fidgety they begin to start losing their cool they begin to stop messing with you because they know there is power there's wonder working power in the name of Jesus there's wonder working power in the blood of Jesus I need you to get acquainted with the name. I need you to get familiar with this power. Because you understand that when you're in a war, you have to learn how to use your weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God with the pulling down of strongholds. I don't know about you, but maybe you have some things in your life that require the name of Jesus right now. You have some things in your life that require the name of Jesus. Maybe you got some sickness in your body and you spent your money. You got doctor's reports. You've got second and third and fourth opinions. You've gone here, you've gone there, but there's one person that's just waiting to hear his name be called. He can't do anything unless you call him to do it. You're walking through a hard time and you're calling everybody, pray for me, or I need you fast with me, or I need you to come with me. But he's like, you've called everybody else around me. Yeah, I need you to give me an opportunity to step into your life because he'll never come into a place where he is not invited. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Remember, I skipped down to number eight. Remember that God never leaves you. And he's walking through the valley with you. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Why? Why? He's with you. 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 Some of you are walking through one of the greatest battles in your life silently. Nobody knows. 
another trick of the enemy if he can keep you quiet. Keep you not talking. Keep you acting like everything. How are you doing? Blessed. How are you? Blessed. God's been so good to me. I have favor on my life. I don't have to beg and borrow for a thing. Blessed. And you get in your car. Oh my God, I can't. Oh my God, I can't. Come back to church. Hey, brother. Hi. God bless you, sister. How you doing, brother? How you doing? Phenomenal. Living the dream. More like a nightmare. Nobody knows it. Nobody knows it. If he can get you to stay quiet, but today, my belief is that God will give you the grace and the strength to open your mouth and begin to speak the only name that works. We're talking about warfare. Do me a favor. Close your eyes all over this room. Maybe you're here tonight. And you're like, you know what? I, I, I'm just having, I'm having a hard time. I, Pastor, I have not accepted Jesus and I've been going through the fire. I need, to, I, need to, I need to make sure you understand this. You're going to keep going through the fire until you accept him. And the only difference is you're going to go through the fire with somebody else. Right now you're going through the fire alone. But the moment you accept Jesus, he shows up in the fire with you. Maybe you're out there and you're like, hey, I need to give my heart to the Lord and I want to repent and I want to ask Jesus Christ into my life and I want to give him my life for the rest of my life. If that's you and you want to serve Jesus for the rest of your life and you want to confess him as your Lord right now on the count of three, just raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand. I want to give my heart to the Lord. I want to give my heart to the Lord. See that hand. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just stand up where you are. You too. Stand up right where you are. If that hand is up, just stand up where you are. We're not, I'm not going to call you forward. If your hand is up, you say, I want to receive Christ today. I see you up there. I see you back there. This is one of the greatest decisions that you'll ever make in your life for your family, your children. I just want you to close your eyes and lift your hands. And family, as a family, we're going to pray this prayer together so they won't feel like they're by themselves. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sin. Come into my life. Have your way with me. I lay down my life and I pick yours up. I'm saved in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, somebody's going to connect with you um, right here. We're going to connect. If you guys can kind of, you want them to go over here. They're going to get your information. We see you up there. We see you back there. They're going to get some information from you. Clap your hands for them as they made that decision. Hey, ushers, if you can start passing out those elements, we're going to take communion together. Please make sure they get your information. It was them. I believe it was a couple of more people in the back. If you need the elements, if you need those communion elements, we want to connect. We want to make sure you get that. Raise your hand and receive that. Next week, I'll still be in this same series. And I believe some chains are going to get broke. It's going to get messy in here next week. I believe that. I've seen it in my spirit. I've seen it. And I believe God is going to open up the eyes of our heart. But I'm challenging you to this. If you have a friend... If you have a family member, if you have a loved one, and they need to give their hearts to Christ, next week will be that week. It's going to be a phenomenal message. Not because it's me, it's because I already know what the Lord is going to give me to communicate. But they want to be here. You want them here. Load up your car. Promise them the world. Take them to whatever restaurant they want to go to. Do whatever you got to do, but get them here in the building. Hey, we want to take these elements we understand the significance of this. This is the body and this is the blood of Jesus Christ. We can all stand too as you receive this. Just stand all over there. You know, I've seen people take this and get instantly healed. It has nothing to do with this. This is the point of contact. You know, Jesus said, hey, if you want to follow me, eat my flesh. Several thousands of people left. He said, if you want to follow me, drink my blood. Several thousand of those people left. But this is a sign of our connection.
to Christ, how connected we are to him. His bread, his blood. So close your eyes and just begin to settle in your hearts. Just begin to let the Holy Spirit begin to wash over you because we don't want to take this just taking it. We want to take it knowing that we're forgiving people. Lord, I thank you that you forgive us of our sins this morning. Father, I declare right now that there's anything in our heart that shouldn't be that you begin to, as a gentleman, begin to move it out. We yield to you in this time. We yield to you in this moment. And we ask that you begin to wash us. Give us a sober mind. Clean heart, clean hands. Who can ascend to the hill of the Lord? Let's see, have clean hands and a pure heart. So, Father, right now we pray over this body. Just begin to peel back the top. Father, I pray right now that as we're getting ready to partake in this, you said anyway, Jesus took the bread and he broke and he blessed it. But Father, I declare right now that this is just a way for But I declare that whatever dis-ease or disease living in the body of, the, of our bodies that are trespassing, I declare that you're going to begin to do a work with this bread. The spirit of infirmity, we declare that that's broken over our lives in Jesus' name. Anything that's happening in our bodies, in our lives, that's causing us to be in dis-ease or challenge, Father, I pray that this point of contact, we just receive it and believe it before we even partake in Jesus' name. I declare that there's only one name and we speak that name and we partake of your body. And we ask that you do this for us. In Jesus' name, take it. the blood of Jesus <laughs> oh the blood of Jesus who washes us white as snow father I thank you that through this blood the song said you it reaches in the highest mountain and it goes into the lowest valleys the blood that gives us strength from day to day it will never lose its power so father I declare now that as we drink this, the blood will find its way into every empty space. <sighs> Holy Spirit, that you will do a great work in our lives with this. And then we will continue to do, continually do this in remembrance of you. As we took your body, give us the same reverence for your blood. And we drink this in Jesus' name. Amen. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.